the shift has happened. And I don't say that because it's the name of my show. I say it because it's truly happening. One of the things that we've shared here on the program has been the weather across the country because it's been so widely different. Over the last week, the weather in the West has gone from being absolutely gorgeous to sliding down. Winter is here and in Ontario. Well, and even in Manitoba, actually, you guys have gone from being cooler, wetter, and all those things. Then you got really nice. Now it kind of shifted the other way. Regardless, any way you look at it, um, it's changing. And for me, it seems like it's changing a little bit differently this year. Maybe it was the bonus month of nice weather that we got. Alyssa B is here from nourished.ca. And uh, Alyssa, you've noticed it too, because you're on the West Coast. So you've seen a bonus three weeks of sunshine, which is not typical. But here we are, and it is coming crashing down real quick. Sure is. Sure is. I welcome it, actually, after what it was a a stalled fall and an absolutely beautiful extended uh, summer. That being said, I'm really welcoming this now because we need it so bad. We need the rain. We actually had, you know, in the West here in Vancouver, we had smoke last week. Mm-hmm. In fact, the weather warnings, I mean, outdoor activities were canceled because um, the conditions were that bad. So I'm really you know, welcoming the cooler weather. I'm welcoming the mistier mornings, but it definitely, because it's, it's so delayed, it definitely feels a lot heavier to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. And, and it seems to come because it's changing so quickly. It seems to be also hitting people. Now a bonus for you, if you're Ontario in Ontario, this past weekend, you had nice, you had 20 degrees while the rest of us slipped downhill. Uh, but here we are doing it. Now, if I've learned anything, I've learned that the fuel we put in our bodies has such a big impact on it. I really noticed it this weekend, uh, Alyssa, this past weekend as I, I didn't, I went out is what I did. I went out and I, I had some drinks and all those things. And I knew going into the weekend that I wasn't hydrated enough and I'm not a big drinker anyway, but having a few mm-hmm. drinks and not being hydrated enough and not really eating the best through the course of the end of the week last week, as time started to really crunch me, I felt the impact of it. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm the old guy who got a hangover and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. It wasn't like that at all, actually. It was just, you know what? This doesn't feel right. And so I thought it, we would start this fall conversation on on food and being mindful to our bodies. Where does that land for you? Because I know that that's a big part. Listening, boy, oh, if we all could just listen you know, in general, we'd feel much if better. If we could listen to our body. Can I just go back to that? Because I thought that was really interesting. You said, I, I can't do this anymore, like that old man ha- hangover mentality. It's actually, it's not that you can't do it, right? Because you can do it. It's just that you choose not to anymore. And there's a really big sense of freedom when you when you when you when you think about that and it's about being mindful because you really you can do it you just choose not to now because you know that um putting that into your body doesn't make you feel good so you actually no longer want to choose to do that so it's it's going back to the mindfulness piece that you were talking about and really thinking about what works for you now where you are in your life you know what is working so Becoming more mindful as we, you know, move into a different season will really go, you know, the extra difference when you, when you sit down for a second, give yourself a minute to be like, okay, what, what is it that I really need right now? Like, am I hungry? Am I thirsty? That's a big one. Um, am I tired? You know, am I tired? What, why am I, you know, going to the snacks cabinet 
you know, eating the chips. Am I really hungry for that? Is that what I really need? Or am I emotional? Yeah. Am I bored? I'm emotional. Am I exhausted? I can tell you. What is it? Yeah. So I'm, I am absolutely <laughs> emotional. I've started snacking again, um, which I haven't been doing and all those things going on. Okay. So we talk about mindfulness. Your focus is nourishment mm-hmm. and food. I mean, yeah, spiritual yeah. element to it all too. So, um, yeah. but when we talk about mindfulness, I think sometimes some people go, I am mindful. I do pay attention. And here's the thing. And I, I say this with no judgment on anybody. Mindfulness is like an end, endless river, right? So if you think you're mindful, chances are you got more to give because even the most mindful of the people still have more to give and more to discover in mindfulness. I don't want people to think that it's a switch that turns on and off because you really, I mean, some people say, oh, you guys keep talking about mindfulness. I already know that. But the, the, it's a practice. It is. I mean, that's what it is. And, it's a practice. It gets it's not something deeper. that, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can you can scratch the surface by being more mindful about the things that you put in your mouth. And then what you'll notice, and that's why I take a holistic um, view on this, is that when you become mindful of the things that you eat, you will start noticing a shift in the way you feel, which yeah. makes you become mindful even more. So again, it, it's a practice, and it and it's cyclical because the more you eat well the better you feel and the better you feel, the more you want to eat well, because you want to continue feeling so good. So it it really is like this circular um, shift in mentality, I guess, actually a shift in behavioral patterns that then lead to a shift in total mentality. Yeah. Decision-making starts to change. That's the part that I've noticed. Mm -hmm. And it, it like, and with that comes the fact that you're like, you know what? I really want hot buttered popcorn and salt tonight and I know I'm going to pay the price. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have an extra glass of water before I go to bed and I'm going to have an extra chunk of water before I, you know, when I get up in the morning and, but then at least you're doing it with the intention of knowing that I'm going to eat this and it's going to make me feel kind of crappy, but I'm prepared for that and it's not going to affect my day tomorrow. So let's change the word, change the clarity. That's what I always do. So let's take mindful. If mindful escapes you, because maybe you don't feel like you understand that or it's not for you. And let's just go with intention. And start the conversation mm-hmm. of food and intention. How do you feel about um, food diaries and looking at it that way? Because sometimes we aren't, we don't pay attention to what we put in our face holes. And sometimes we feel crappy, but we don't really remember what we did. And do you find that mm-hmm. tracking and some of the more logical approaches can help? Uh, it depends. Obviously, uh, we have tools for so many things. Um, I think a food journal is really a very good tool for the people who need that type of tool. Not everybody can use that type of tool. They get stressed about it. They get overwhelmed over it. They have to write down every little detail. But if you can keep a food journal and roughly keep and log, you know, what you eat, what time of day you eat, and then how you feel afterwards, I think that is the most um, useful way of a log. I don't think it's useful to log calories and count um, servings. But if you if you say, okay, lunchtime, I had a salad with chia seeds and pumpkin seeds. I had some chicken on top. I was full. I had lots of energy until four o'clock. So if you can, te- if you can keep a food journal like that, that gives you some insight into how you're feeling and where your energy levels are, I think that's fantastic. Um, and if it's a tool that helps you, I think that's great. So let's say you get a four o'clock slump, then you can go back to your log and be like, huh, what did I eat for lunch? Oh, okay. I see what I did. I ate a big plate of pasta, didn't have any protein. 
and I see my sugar levels have crashed and that's why I'm so exhausted, exhausted at four o'clock. So there are lots of use. This is a useful tool if you can use it in that way. I had but that. if you're using it to, to track your calories, yeah, um, I, don't like I that. think that just makes it way uh, more rigid and you're putting yourself in a box because you've already had this many calories. And even if you're hungry, you can't have any more. So those types of things I think are really just um, systems that will set us up for disaster. Like they just don't work. They just make you feel worse. Well, calories are an important part of our lives, but they don't necessarily fill us up or make us feel hungry. It's just the fact that you could be eating the wrong things. I I noticed this. I made some uh, like a rice noodle pasta with spaghetti sauce with like a, a ground beef in it kind of thing. And it was just a nice, quick, easy meal for my son because he had hockey the next two days. And so he wanted to, you like know, a gluten-free pasta. Yeah. Gluten-free pasta. It was a rice noodle. Yeah. yeah and okay. so, um, and so we, uh, we did all that and everything was great. And I ate my plate and I looked at my plate and I was like, Holy cow. Like I ate the whole thing. Like I was starving. And then of course I ate it quickly. And I didn't feel good afterwards. I looked at my son's plate and he's larger than I am, typically eats more than I do. And I I was like, oh, wow, he didn't eat very much. So that I put that contrast into it. Why was I hungry from earlier in the day? How did I feel later in the day when we did the shift? You know, how, all those things start to kick into it. Is that a good example of how simple mindfulness can be around our food? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Also, you're getting to the table. You're, you're getting to your dinner plate. You probably were quick to make it. Maybe he was out to get... Pop- out to get to rush off the hockey like it, it depends on what the circumstance was and you finally got there and oh my god you dug right into this huge plate of pasta right right maybe you didn't take a moment to be like oh let's just take a minute and be like i just cooked this for us we're gonna sit down we're gonna have a conversation like it it all it all depends on you know the the, the circumstance so i always like to tell my clients before they're about to eat whether it's a quick breakfast or a smoothie or sitting down to a beautiful plate of pasta have a second, take a moment and just acknowledge the food that you are about to have. That is another piece and component of mindfulness. And it makes you, you know, quiet your mind. It makes you have a moment and also it will make you and help you slow down in the eating process because eating too fast is really hard on the digestion. As you said, you, you, you overeat because you don't allow your body to digest and give you the signals that, hey, Shane, like, I'm full. I don't have to finish the plate. I'm good. I can save the rest for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, slowing down is a big one on your list of tips for mindfulness. I know that. And also the chewing your food um, part. Yeah. But you also say put down the phone, which we're, I'm sure, all guilty of, or turning off the TV while you mm-hmm. eat. Um, is that... Um, that really has got to be one of the keys. I mean, we see it in every aspect of our lives today. I feel like we're flogging a dead horse here, but the reality is, we're is all so I, distracted. Well, and I'm I'm a hundred percent guilty of it, one hundred percent, because I want to be productive. I got to get things done, right? And I create. Where does I'm, that mentality come in, though? Right? Like, where is that? It's just the constant go, go, go. Oh, and we feed it. We feed onto it because. I'm it's guilty of creating, I can, can even, I'll own that one as an example for everybody is that I, I create self-importance, right? That's what I go through. I, I create these things about, oh, I got to get this done for so-and-so and, oh, this is a big deal. And I'm trying, this is a big thing for me is to go and say, you know, what do you actually want to do? And so I'm creating importance out of urgency. And so, but then that trickles down into yeah. all aspects of my life. And when I'm not paying attention, it, it's there, there it is in my food and my eating. Mm-hmm. It shows up everywhere in our life. Exactly. And eating should be, I mean, it's not, and I'm guilty of it too. And I'm preaching this, but you know, sometimes stuff comes up and you have to eat at your desk or you have to prepare something really quick. I mean, there's not always that 
time that you can do that. But for the majority of the time, especially at dinner and especially when you're with people, it's really important to kind of take a pause, take a moment, look at your food and whether you want to say it out loud or you want to just say it to yourself and just be thankful that you're here in this moment, in this time about to enjoy this meal, because there was a point in, in all of our lives where food was sacred and this was a ritual. And what has happened is that we have just taken out the ritual. We've taken out the sacredness of, of eating. And we're really fortunate that we are able to you know, have the food on our table and just taking that moment and taking a pause is super important for yourself and also to teach the people around you. You know, sometimes people look at me and they think I'm funny or whatever, or woo woo, but um, it really helps me center myself before I'm about to have a big meal. And then I don't overeat and overeating taxes your digestion. And especially if it's at nighttime, that also trickles into your digestion and how you sleep. So if you're eating late and you're eating too much, late. Well, now we have some sleeping issues. Now you're going to be digesting at nighttime when you're supposed to be um, rejuvenating, your body is supposed to be resting and repairing. And now we've kind of, you know, moved into that area. And then we wake up and we're tired. Mm -hmm. Our body hasn't been able to rejuvenate the way it's supposed to. Yeah. So it trickles into the next day. And then you wake up and you probably wake up hungry. Um, because your body's been doing so much work and then you probably overeat again. So it's really important to tackle the mindfulness and tackle the intention, yeah. bringing the attention into the daily activities, right? Well, and alcohol is a, a good one for me where I take, uh, I've been really, if I'm thirsty, um, I try to make sure I'm not thirsty before I enjoy alcohol. Cause I like the taste of alcohol. Mm -hmm. I like different alcohols make me feel, I notice how it makes me feel differently. So I like to enjoy that and um, specifically maybe choose an alcohol for a situation for how I feel and all of that. And I, like I said, I'm not like a get drunk kind of guy. I don't think my kids have ever seen me drunk. Uh, it's never been one of those things. So I do like to enjoy. So if I take away the thirsty, then I actually enjoy the drinking and uh, as opposed to drinking because I'm thirsty, therefore, you know, get a little tipsy or have a little too much. So we, we have a bit of an opportunity in front of us, Alyssa. It's nourished.ca for the nutrition stuff with Alyssa B, by the way. Um, the opportunity in front of us, we're post Thanksgiving. We've still got this chunk of time, you know, two months to Christmas, roughly. And mm -hmm. uh, we've got Halloween coming up. Good opportunity to understand what kind of treats we'd love to have versus the I'm going to fill my so, so fill my face with all the treats I can, and maybe have some uh, healthy notions around Halloween and also a couple of habits as we shift into fall and fall eating. Uh, what do you have? Because you have recipes at Nourish.ca. What do you have? What comes to mind when we say that? Well, what comes to mind first and foremost is with Halloween is in going back to thirst. Hydrate. Drink as much water as possible super important, especially when there's candy all over the place and treats all over the place. And, you know, you walk into the reception, there's Hershey kisses and there's everybody's got Halloween stuff. If you are thirsty, your body's going to immediately reach and want sugar, even though your body is thirsty. So keep hydrated. I always like to say, you know, two or three Mason jars, something like, you know, eight, eight liters of water, 16 liters of water every single day, flavor it with water. And when there's candy around, like double that because your, your body will just, your brain will just naturally gravitate towards the candy. So hydrate number one, and you're probably noticing candy starting about now everywhere, right? So make this an exercise to incorporate more water in, as you drink um, into your day. 
Number two is like, don't deprive yourself. If you like candy and if you like chocolate, have two, have three, but don't, don't overdo it because then you're taxing your body again. So definitely um, what I've seen is that deprivation doesn't work. Diets don't work. So if you're just going to say, I can't have any Halloween candy, I'm not going to have any Halloween candy. By the sixth or seventh day, guess what's going to happen? You're going to overindulge on the Halloween candy. So if Halloween is your thing. I know lots of people who like candy and they like the chocolates in, the, in Halloween, um, in those Halloween little wrappers. Have two or three little ones. It's not going to hurt you. But if you have two or three little ones every single day, that adds up for, for a full week. So pick your days and pick your poison. And another thing is that if you're able to, have a little bit higher quality uh, treats around. So, you know, anything like chocolate, anything over 72% cacao is actually very healthy for you. And cacao is known to be a superfood, which has iron and magnesium in it. So look at the wrapper. And if it's over 72, enjoy it. Chances are you're not going to want more than one or two pieces of the higher quality chocolate because it satisfies you. Uh You know, the thing with the drugstore candy and the grocery store candy, um, it's full of, full of sugar, added sugar, full of chemicals, full of um, food dyes. It's never really, it never really satisfies that sweet tooth as opposed to a higher quality chocolate. So those are my recommendations. Um, And then when we're talking about recipes and things to make during Halloween time, now is the time to root down and ground yourself in root vegetables, like sweet potatoes, beets, um, yams, all of these type of root vegetables really help you ground you into your body and they're naturally sweet. So they may even help you with your, your sweet cravings. Cause when you're constantly seeing sweets all around you, you're bio- biologically, you're just going to gravitate towards sweet. So try eating sweet potatoes. Um, I have a couple really great recipes on my website. The warm winter salad is one of them. The loaded sweet potato, which is a sweet potato, baked sweet potato, with black beans and spinach and curry. This is super grounding. So that's another really great one um, to look through. You can even, you know, make smoothies that have pumpkin in it. I have them on my website using cinnamon and nutmeg and other types of grounding spices also really helps um, warm yourself up during this time of year and root down into and connect into yourself this time of year. Alyssa B and nourished.ca looking forward to the next few weeks. And by the time I get to Christmas and Nanaimo bars are everywhere, I look forward to indulging in the dark, healthy chocolate, but at the same time uh, being already having the habits that lets me have a little bit here and there and not crushing it. So (laughs) they're so good. (laughs) <laughs> I love Nanaimo bars too. Love I know. Them. They're the best. Let's all agree. Yeah. We'll One do and that. done. Uh, thanks for being here. Nourish.ca. If you want to get more, I'll post the links up at shiftheads.ca. Alyssa, always the pleasure is mine. Thank you so much, Shane.